Hi, and welcome to the Three for Thursday from fmi.online. I'm your host, Ryan Spendelo, and today's three is the top three qualities you need to be an investment banker. Hello, everybody. Welcome back again. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, my name is Ryan Spindler from FMI.online, and I'm really excited about the topic that we have today because it's, a, it's an industry within the investment bank that we haven't really talked about much, and it is real estate. And I'm very, very lucky because if we're talking about investment banking and real estate, it's good to have a, an expert on hand to have that discussion. And I'm joined by uh, Sabesh Edwani um, from Elysium Capital. Uh, hello, Sabesh. How are you today? Hi, Ryan. I'm uh, doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me for your show. And That's I'm really excited to talk about top three qualities of an investment banker, more so in real estate. Yeah, I think it's a topic that our audience, Sebastian, particularly because a lot of our audience are younger people that are finishing up their studies and are looking to enter into the industry. And so getting some experience, um, some advice from somebody with so much experience such as yourself, I think, is something that our audience would, is really going to appreciate. So, Sebastian, before we get on to what you believe the top three qualities are, do you want to give our audience a little bit of a background about you and Elysium Capital? Yes, uh, Rian, I think it will make a lot of sense if, uh, you know, if you get into the background of this. So hello, everyone. I'm uh, Subhash Udwani, and my company's name is Elysium Capital. Uh, just to give you a quick background, I'm an investment banker for almost a decade now. Uh, uh, I have worked as a, at a national position uh, of uh, one of the leading banks in India, which is ICC Bank, and set up my own boutique venture, Elysium Capital. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, investment banking is an emerging area into, uh, into real estate. And that's what we do uh, with Elysium Capital. We have closed transactions worth 1.5 billion US dollars uh, in the last six to seven years uh, with a limited set of team. So if, if, if you're ready to work hard and earn lo loads of dollars, I think that's a, that's a field, for, field for you. And, and, and you're a, an I, a Bangalore IM yeah, alumni, so, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm a I'm Bangalore alumni. I'm also a fellow member of Institute of Chartered Accountants of India. I'm also a mm. fellow member of Institute of Cost and Management Accountants of India. I'm also a fellow member of Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors of London. So this is my limited qualification to work in this field, you know. So that's, that's a lot of letters after your name, sir. So, um, and, and the experience that, to, to back it up as well. So uh, as we mentioned earlier on, I think a lot of our listeners are going to appreciate from somebody with your background, somebody with your industry experience, what you believe the top three qualities are for people to be successful as, as an investment banker. So if you're ready, Sebesh, do you want to give us what your number one top quality is um, that people yeah. uh, require to be successful as an investment banker? So investment banking is a complex profession to give it a perspective. Other than the experience you have in this field, you need to have a neck to understand the numbers, you know. Numbers always tell you the story. You know, I can speak something. But when I say $1.5 billion, you cash that. So 
numbers are the most critical aspect of investment banking when you look at a piece of paper and just look at the five numbers around it in investment banking you should be able to make the story out of that you know you should you should see that whole picture and you should understand whether there is some juice whether the deal if i call it deal whether the deal is a complex deal whether the deal there is nothing left here for you to earn or provide solution you know so control over numbers mm-hmm. and understanding the inside story of those numbers is the number one quality i'll put into any investment banking profession any investment banking profession right yeah and yeah. that's interesting isn't it because it's not just really about numerical ability it's yeah. your ability to interpret and analyze and understand yeah. what the numbers telling us isn't isn't it really perfect perfect yeah so the background story of the numbers understanding this is uh, super super critical one other aspect is doing that with limited set of uh, data you know hmm. see you never get the entire set of data the excel sheets the spreads and the ppds around it and come to the conclusion that anybody can do right you know the ability to work with the limited set of data when you talk to someone when i talk to ryan or when i talk to the guys who are listening to me and if they talk to me for 30 seconds or 1 minute i should have the capability to understand the 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 you know if there are four or five things that limited set of data should give me a basic judgment of where mm-hmm. we are heading that's super super uh, uh, important into any investment banking uh, profession so when we sit across the table to a ceo or the cfo of a, of the leading organization right they speak for say 5 minutes 7 minutes and the, the the you know they speak about the closers which are like you know which are like 100 million dollar 200 million dollar 50 million dollar these these are large numbers in those mm. 10 minutes we should have the capability to interpret what they need what is the data whether it is doable not doable and what value you can bring on the table so control deep understanding of the numbers and additional capability of understand of of uh, working with a limited set of data is super super important into to be a successful yeah. investment banker. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more actually. Uh as someone that's done a lot of training for uh people coming into the industry, you often get people coming from very academic backgrounds that are able to calculate um lots of different things. So I do a lot of um capital markets training, so for example, yeah. fixed income training. And yes. we have people that are able to calculate duration and convexity to 10 decimal places very very easily. Yeah. but where they fall over a little bit is lacking an understanding of what those numbers actually mean how do they affect the portfolio um yeah. how do we take those calculations and apply it to a, a real world scenario so yeah right. i couldn't agree with you more sebesh it's a really really important point correct yeah awesome all right then so that's it's a very good start sebesh number 1 yeah. and a knack for understanding numbers which yes. from your explanation you know goes a lot deeper than than than, yeah. than just having a knack but you've explained it really really well Um what's your number 2 quality then Sadash? Yeah so uh the number 2 quality when you want to be real successful and want to make it a long term career in investment banking you need to understand the dynamic needs and come to the dynamic solutions see investment banking when you work on any part of it it generally is a long term when when i say long term uh, on the buy side of it or on a sell side of it generally the transition closer takes minimum of 3 to 4 months you know which is which is a very 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 long time in yeah. those 3 to 3 to 4 months 
what you understand or interpret initially could not hold true after 15 days or 30 days you know so there are dynamic needs there are dynamic complexities of the transaction so what you need is initially after the you know understanding the basic numbers you should be able to give the solution so your approach has to be your attitude has to be really really solution uh, oriented to give the example to all the all the listeners here you know while we were working out on a on a buyout deal of a, almost say 50 million us dollars in, in one of the cities here you know there was a legal complication uh, of the sell of asset you know which we were not aware of that uh, and we felt as if this this is going to fall through right but then immediately we have to recapture something we have to bring in the compliance uh, guys we have to we have to bring in one uh, one legal expert it took us about 7 days and we were kind of back on the track so so the ability to have handle the dynamic needs and provide the dynamic solutions and the ability to kind of i can do it attitude is very very important and you will see this very very recurring because the closers are generally 3 to 4 months 6 months you know mm. the bigger deals takes about 8 to 9 months you know so yeah. so we should be ready ready for the surprises and our capability to handle those surprises has to be very very high that, that's that, again is is a really great point i mean just look at what's happened over the last couple of years uh, with the external environment. Um, it brings to mind a framework that was invented by the US military. I don't know if you've come across it, you probably have, but the VUCA framework, where you live in a, a volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world. And your ability to kind of navigate that world, it was, it was a, an acronym that was first applied to the, to the battlefield. But a lot of people have taken that acronym and uh, uh, sort of acronym and applied it to uh, the business environment because it does explain the environment quite accurately. You know, things yeah. change quickly, things are volatile, We're, things are uncertain. You know, you don't know how what to expect in the next two or three months. Yes. Um, you know, things are definitely complex and there's a level of ambiguity. And so, so what you're saying there um, is, to, you know, understanding the dynamic needs of the deal. You, you have to be. I think you use the phrase solutions orientated, which yes, is brilliant, yes. isn't it? It's yeah. no matter what, I'm going to find a solution, yes. adaptable, resilient, um, yes. being able to think outside the box. Um, Perfect. That's, that's super important. If you want to achieve success in doing investment banking, I think we have to be solution, solution very, very critical for that. Yeah, we have to be solution oriented. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What I really like about your point number two, understand the dynamic needs of the deal. When you yeah. dig beneath the skin of that statement, which is a very, very good statement, it really does open up your eyes as to what's required to be successful as, a, as an investment banker. Yeah. 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 All right, then, uh, Sebash, lucky number three. What have you got for us to finish off your list? See, uh, I'll put it in a very, very practical context of... Uh, we all get education, you know, we all grow in life. We all need money, right, to, to live it, to live a certain kind of uh, lifestyle, unless, unless, of course, you need to live in Himalayas or so on and so forth. <laughs> we, we all need that, right? And trust me, investment banking has a lot of money to offer, a lot of money to offer if you are successful uh, into that. So, you know, your, your customer-centric approach and your relationship management Mm -hmm. is, is the third most critical aspect of it. Why do I say that is, while you're working on something, you will interact after the numbers, you will interact with the people around it, right? You will interact with lots of people. You will interact from the finance guy to the technical guy, to the analyst, to the CFOs, to the CEOs, to the buyers, to the sellers, you know? 
So our ab ability to handle those complex relationship is very very uh, important. That's point number one. Point number two, relationship gives you second chance. You know, today if if we are able to close a forty million, fifty million dollar closers, those customers come as a as a subsequent customers for us. You know, so yeah. relationship management, customer focus is the third most important uh, aspect of uh, of of investment banking. Uh, you know that that that's the one, and that ensures a growth in 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 the coming years of this. Like for us in in, in Alizim Capital, I'll put it like this: eighty percent customers come back to us. Eighty percent. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a B two B. There are so many advisory forms, but we can probably say eighty percent customers come back. So yeah. relationship management and customer uh, engagement and customer satisfaction is the most important quality. Well, and I and I, I guess. You you might you might sound that you're probably going to agree what I'm about to say is that when you're trying to grow your business, um, giving your current clients the best possible service you can, and having them come back to you because you've serviced their needs very very well is much easier to grow your business that way than just trying to find new work off the street if you know what I mean. So I'll give you one more example, you know, of the customer engagement. You know, see, it's not that. Sometimes what happens, customer doesn't know what they need, right? They they mm. just so one of my client told me that I want ten million dollars because I'm to acquire accessories. So we we kind of we could have easily done that. You know, I as an investment banker can earn more fee on what he says if I deliver that. You know, what we offered him is the similar kind of asset at six and a half million US dollars. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he saved thirty five percent of that. My fees got reduced. But that guy became the fan of ours. You know, he has given yeah. me ten closers like this. So sometimes we need to handle the customer and tell him, "Hey, this is not the right way to walk. Right, the right way to walk is this." You know, yeah. so so that integrity and transparency is part of customer engagement and relationship. Which even if we are into money field, we don't have to leave that. We have to always hold hand of uh, integrity uh, and transparency. Always, always, because that these are the pillars of customer engagement and customer relationship. Yeah, ab absolutely, and I know that we're the the investment banks that we work with on our um, things like our intern and graduate programs. What I've noticed over the last um, probably five or six years, maybe a bit longer, is that um, they want us to integrate not only technical skills into our training solutions, but also incorporate what their values are into the yes. into the into the training solution. So when new joiners are coming into the bank, when young people come into the bank, they appreciate that, yes, I've got to know the technical side of things, but I've got to know what the bank's values are because we're expected to live by those values. Yeah, and more so in the field of investment banking because, uh, because the numbers are huge. You know, what mm. investment bankers all across the world, they earn, it's, these are kind of mind-boggling numbers. In the initial years, I'll put it in a very, very frank way, in the initial years, we feel tempted, you know, we feel mm. tempted to boss, no, no, let's do it in a way which is more fruitful to us. But that's a very, very short term way of looking at anybody's career. Leave us at investment banking, anybody's career. I think we have to look long, long term and more so in investment banking, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so Dash, that was excellent. I've I've really enjoyed having this discussion with you. Just to recap for our listeners, um, your top three qualities you need to succeed as an investment banker, particularly using your hat from a, a real estate perspective. They are um, having a knack to understand numbers, but really being able to awesome. dig deep into those numbers and, and really understand the story that they're telling you. 
Um, understand the dynamic needs of the deal. In other words, be very much solution orientated. And number three, it's all about being client centric. It's all about valuing the client relationship and making sure that you're not doing anything to jeopardize that for short term gains. Always think about what's in their best interest and think long term. Perfect, Ren. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think you summarized it so well. Ah, uh, Sabesh, it was easy to summarize something that you articulated so well. <laughs> Thank you so, very much. And uh, can I add one more line here? You know, please. Uh, we keep releasing the lot of uh, you know at our own. We keep releasing so many investment series uh, series on the you know in the in the in the PDF format or something on the on the mm. LinkedIn. I keep doing it. You know, if if anybody wants to go through that, let them go through that. There are a lot of material we keep uploading about investment banking, about real estate, about the qualities, about the products, about the processes. You know, we just do it uh, for our for for whatever. If anybody wants to go through that, they can just go on LinkedIn and do that. Your viewers can go and do that. Yeah. Awesome. So, so there's that. That's a sounds like a really invaluable resource for anybody that's. Uh, either in the investment banking industry, wants to get into the investment banking industry and wants to see it from the real estate sector point of view. Um, Sabesh, um, please, if before we go, do you would you like to come back sometime in the future? I'd love to have another conversation with you. Sure, sure, Ryan. Why not? I mean, anything, anybody. I want that the guys in the age of eighteen to twenty-five who are willing to make their career into investment banking. If I can be a little help to anyone and can can somebody can grow and can do something i'll be more than happy to do that rand you had a fantastic and you are a fantastic host you kept me engaged and encouraged me to speak a bit about my experience in this thing so more than happy to come in the future also rand so that's that's wonderful great to hear all right everybody sabesh advani from elysium capital we will have you back on again soon um, but to all of our listeners thanks ever so much for joining us again um, we really do value your time. Remember, you can help us out by uh, subscribing, liking, and rating our podcasts. You can find us on all the usual platforms. And remember, there's lots of free resources at fmi.online. See you next Thursday.